What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of the Rice Bowl podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, thanks if you listened to the previous episodes. If not, be sure to check those out. I'm going to kind of be c- continuing what I'm talking about in the previous episode um, where I was talking about I went to the Music Entrepreneur Club seminar event where basically they talked about networking, publishing, distribution, and then um, marketing. So I'm going to be covering networking today. I'm not going to be going too in-depth with it, but I am going to be covering five points about networking that I think are super important. I'm also going to be doing the daily producer tip. Uh, This is the third one today, episode three. Super easy to remember that. And I got an announcement at the end, so stay tuned to the end as well, so that way you guys can hear what that is. All right, so let's get right into it. I don't know that this is going to be a super long episode because I don't have too many topics um, like I said, I'm still looking for stuff to want to post and everything like that, so feel free to hit me with ideas if you guys have any. Also, side note, sorry if you hear any noise. They're weed whacking outside of my apartment. I'm trying to be as secure of a sound area as possible, but this is really the best I can do. So if you guys hear any of that noise, I'm sorry about that. I'm trying my best to stay away from it. I'm literally walking away from the room I was in now because they're driving right by it. So if you guys hear the mic moving or anything like that, Just bear with me. It's only for this episode, hopefully. Okay. So, as I was saying, I went to the networking event. Um, It wasn't a networking event. It was a seminar where basically they had a panel um, for the three different topics that I was talking about, about the networking, the uh, the marketing, and then the publishing and distribution. And basically, last week I talked about the publishing and distribution with Song Trust, which is an amazing company. I signed up with them as soon as I basically left that meeting because of how amazing the information is and what they can do making money wise for your career. But um, today we're going to be talking about the networking, which I probably have already said 10 times now. Um, So I'm going to actually just get right into it and then we'll go from there. So the very first tip when it comes to networking is to be genuine. And when I say be genuine, it literally is exactly what it sounds like. You need to be the entire version of yourself, who you are, because if you have friends, if you have people that like you and love you, there's going to be people in this music industry or whatever industry that you're in, because these networking tips can be applied to anything, not just music. There's always going to be people that like you. There's going to be people that don't like you. You need to understand that you're never going to please everybody, because if you do, then nobody is going to love you. In order for people to love or hate you, uh, in order for people to love you, you need to be okay with people hating you. If you don't want that, then this is not the type of position you want to put yourself in because whenever you put yourself out there, there's going to be people who like you, love you, and hate you. The key is to just focus in on the people who love you. So I kind of sound like I'm rambling right now, but so with being genuine, just be the full version of yourself. Be everything that you are in real life, even on the internet. Don't just because you're hiding behind a keyboard or hiding behind the emojis that you're posting or anything like that. Don't think that there's not another human on the other end of that computer. You need to treat them as such, like you're having a real conversation, be concerned for their needs, don't just be concerned about your needs, don't only be thinking about yourself, because relationships are two-way, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a boyfriend and a girlfriend, whether that's husband and wife, anything in the world, it literally, a relationship is built off of two people, so you need to focus on the other person as well as yourself. Which, that's not a tip, that's just kind of me throwing in some extra points on be genuine. Be yourself. If you don't like something, don't fake like that just because you're trying to impress somebody else. Or if you don't like a song 
and somebody asks for feedback on a song, don't be a dick. Don't be like, yo, fuck your song. I never want to listen to this again. But you can be honest and be genuine and tell them your true thoughts on it without hurting their feelings. You could tell them that they need to improve this or that. Now, whenever you criticize someone on something, especially art or some type of music, something that's very personal, you may get a reaction that you don't want. And that's okay because artists are just personal about their stuff. It's They're literally putting their emotions, thoughts, and feelings out onto paper or a song or music or anything like that. So you need to be respectful of them. But also, like I said, just don't compromise your opinion and what you think about something just to have somebody like you. All right, so I think I got that point across enough. Like I said, I feel like I'm kind of rambling. My cat keeps playing with my hand and I'm getting distracted. If cats could talk, I would say, say hi, Yola, but she cannot talk. So I'm making her wave, but you guys can't see it anyways. Okay, tip number two. You need to, and this goes back to exactly what I was saying with relationships, you need to give, not just take. Because if you reach out to somebody, say you DM them on Instagram, DM them on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and you're like, hey, check out my song. Right away, you're asking them for something without giving anything in return. How many times have you given something to somebody who just comes up to you out of nowhere and asks for something without thoughts of giving you in return? You can think of people who, you know, are begging on the streets for money, things like that. And that's essentially what you look like or you're coming across as when you reach out to these people on Instagram and everything like that and just saying like, hey, do this for me or hey, do you got any beats for me? Like if you reach out to a producer and all you're saying is, hey, give me beats, feed me beats, uh, send me beats, but you're never willing to work with somebody or build with somebody or say say as an artist you know how to engineer or you know how to you're really good at graphic design you could reach out to that producer and say hey man i see what you're doing i see the awesome beats that you put out every day and i just want to know i wouldn't mind giving you a cover for free or you know i'll give you a super discounted price just because you are awesome and inspiring and everything else like that like i said be genuine but give to people and Whenever you also are reaching out to somebody, it's not always in your best interest to reach out with the intent to sell. And what I mean by that is don't reach out like, hey, I'll give you a discount if you buy right now, because that's almost the equivalent of like, you know, those people when you're walking through the mall or through the grocery store or wherever that work for like energy companies or Pico or who, who knows what they work for. And they're like, hey, who do you pay electric to? Who do you, and they literally just stop you mid-conversation. It's irritating and they're asking you to pay. They're asking, and that brings me actually to the point number three is don't crash the party because not only do you need to expect to give more than you're going to take from somebody, you need to provide value to somebody, but you also can't just pop up out of nowhere. You can't just pop up in their Instagram comments like so many people choose to do and flood it with, hey, my artwork is super awesome. Be sure to check it out on my page and leave some feedback. Nobody, I repeat, nobody wants to fucking check your stuff out if you do that. You sound like a spam bot. You sound annoying. I honestly delete every comment that comes on my Instagram that looks like that because it looks bad on my Instagram. I know you didn't care about the actual picture or video that I posted. You literally are just trying to get your information out there, jumping and going on to the next one. It's probably a copy and pasted message. It, you probably don't even know who you posted this to, what my name is, anything about me. 
a lot of times it's not even relevant. They go off of one hashtag and the hashtag could be something that's like maybe the most minor thing in the picture or something that it makes the person feel who posted the picture and they're basing it off of that hashtag and now you are in a completely unrelated topic and you just look like an idiot if you're the person copying and pasting. Cut and dry. I don't know what to tell you other than you literally just look like somebody who's standing on the corner saying, buy my music, buy my music, check this out, stop in my store, da 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 everything like that, just hollering at people, literally just interjecting, interrupting, being rude. Nobody wants to deal with people like that. Nobody wants to have somebody cut them off, especially if you're like in a, a Facebook conversation, say you're in a Facebook group talking about something, and it could be related to what you're talking about or related to your song but you just interject like that instead of just dropping the link and saying check this out you could you know interject something more thoughtful to the conversation like you could say you could be like hey i know that you guys are talking about basketball i just dropped this new song called 23 all about michael jordan if you guys like basketball i know for a fact you'll love this song i never forced the song on them I never said, hey, buy my stuff right now, do this, check this out, anything of that nature. All I did was I interjected into the conversation like a human. I literally joined a conversation that I was interested in that was something that piqued my interest, made me want to talk about it, and I jumped in. To be honest, I don't even recommend the first time you talk to somebody or connect with somebody or network that you even bring up your music or anything of that degree. I honestly just say reach out to them be a person say say if they have a dope profile be like hey I was really digging a lot of the videos on your profile and everything like that you are really showing some cool stuff or you're really good at sports or you're really good at skateboarding or that anime compilation video that you made is dope if you're watching the crap that I watch but basically sorry my cat is now distracting me again and she's bringing her nails out so I gotta, I gotta play vicious hold on All right, I'm walking back into the studio now to get away from her because they're done cutting the grass or weed whacking or whatever they're doing. So sorry again if you hear the mic moving. That's the one benefit of a portable setup is I can pretty much do whatever, go wherever. All right, so let's see. Quick review of the points that we've hit so far. Number one, be genuine. Be yourself. Number two, give don't take you want to provide value to people you don't want to always expect people to give you stuff that's an entitled mentality and people who are entitled are never going to be successful point blank period it's just a fact i cannot stand entitled people to be completely honest like people who just walk around this world assuming that because they're a certain person or a certain position that they get everything handed to them it's like no you literally start with zero just like everybody else and you work your way up that's that's how life works that's my mentality and i don't get down with people who are entitled number three don't crash the party don't just interject yourself into places that you don't belong or that you have no business actually conversating with people <clears throat> like i said if you want to actually give credible information you want to actually jump into the conversation and like give valid points and argue or talk or just whatever that's great because now you're building relationships with people that may not even have anything to do with your music but they're going to pay off in the long run because when you drop a song that person may be like 
hey, we've had a lot of really good conversations about uh, Naruto or about football or the Grammys, whatever, and they're going to go check out your song just off of the strength that you're a pretty dope person. I can't tell you how many people I have met or just built relationships with off of like reaching out because they posted a meme and I was like, yo, that shit is hilarious, dude. Or like even like the the Area 51 things that have been going around. I have met so many people on Facebook just from saying dumb shit that have then in turn checked out music that I've made that had to do with Area 51. See, and that's what I'm saying where if you have conversation that is relevant, you can find your way into there without just spamming people. Don't be a spam bot is the main point of this message, honestly. Number one, two, three, four. Number four is always be in networking mode. And actually, I thought of this one because the other day I was hanging out with Dre, who is basically like my business partner. He's my graphic designer friend. He's an artist I work with. He's super cool. He's probably you're probably gonna hear him a couple times on this podcast because we literally link up all the time and just work. And uh, <clears throat> so me and him are in the corner store. I'm getting a drink, minding my own business. All of a sudden, there's this guy maybe like five foot next, uh, yeah, five feet away from me talking to this other guy, <clears throat> and I hear him say something about, yeah, man, I got an engineer, and he's basically in there till like two in the morning, so if you want to book a session anytime till two, it's good, da-da-da, <clears throat> and as soon as I hear engineer, my ears like perk up, you know, my little spider sense starts tingling, and uh, I just, as soon as they got done talking, I didn't interject, which again, don't crash the party. I waited till they were done talking, and then I went up to them, and I was—I heard they were kind of you know, going separate ways. They—they they were networking themselves, and I was like, "Hey guys, I heard you guys were talking about a studio. I just wanted to let you know I'm a producer. Um, my name is Pim Fried Rice. Um, let me get your Instagrams. I'd love to follow you guys, see what kind of music you're making." Well, it turns out the one guy is actually—he owns a tiny label outside of Norristown, which is super cool, and he has a studio, has artists that he works with. So I reached out to him on Instagram, everything like that, and just was like, hey, dude, super cool meeting you. I look forward to hopefully working with you in the future. But if I wasn't always in networking mode and always thinking, <clears throat> where's the next opportunity? Where's the next place I can you know, look for this, do this, do that? I would not have even saw that. And that could be, who knows? They haven't bought anything yet for me. I'm not going to lie. But down the road, they may buy beats. It may be one. It may be five. It could be a hundred. But it's the fact that that door is now open that may not have been open if I wasn't in networking mode. <clears throat> Number five. And this one is one is kind of hard for myself. I feel like I'm definitely starting to work out of it and, you know, kind of move past it. But it's definitely still an obstacle at times is you do not always have to be the star. I'm going to let that sink in real quick. You do not always have to be the star. We always want to be the center of attention, numero uno, the head honcho, the big shot. We always want to be that guy. Trust me, I always want to be that guy. I love to be in the limelight, in the spotlight. But when it's someone else's turn to shine, give them their credit. And not only give them their credit, or not only just don't always be the star of the show, but give them their credit. Reach out to the person. Congratulate them what's going on. Or if they drop a dope single, share the dope single. It does not... Uh, someone explained it to me like this. It does not dim your light or it, it does not dim your candle to light someone else's. And basically what that means is your candle is still going to be shining just as bright, if not brighter, 
from lighting this other person's candle, from making them feel good about whatever they achieved or doing or going through, anything like that. Because to be honest, if you're the type of person who likes to be in the limelight, just imagine how you feel whenever you get to be that center stage. You probably feel like a million bucks. Now, if you get to make someone else feel like that, that person is going to remember that feeling, remember how you made them feel. And I'm not saying they're going to instantly support you or be a mega fan or buy all your beats or do whatever, but it's another relationship that starts to build. They see, hey, this guy doesn't just care about himself. He's not a dickhead who's only looking at, you know, pimp fried rice or only looking at who, whatever project he's working on. He's looking around. He appreciates people who are also working hard and doing things and doing this. And that's huge. People want to be appreciated. That is honestly one of the biggest things in relationships is it's like I was saying where you have to give don't take you also have to give appreciation not just literal things or literal value or information but you have to give them respect and give them attention because they're people like I said they may be a keyboard you may have never met them in real life but there's a person on the other end of that and you need to treat them as such So I know I got kind of ranty in some parts of that, but that was my quick five networking tips. Not all of those were covered at the, the Music Entrepreneur Club event. That was just some uh, some tips that I've learned in my life just over reading and experience, uh, experiencing things and everything like that. Um, real quick, I actually want to do something that I saw Cato the producer do. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who that is. Um, I actually talked about him last time actually because he is one of the guys involved in the music entrepreneur club he is a producer that used to work with funk volume he produced for like jaron benton dizzy Wright, all that he works with like token um i think he's produced for tech nine stuff like that <coughs> excuse me but he did this thing on it was i want to say twitter or maybe beat stars did it first i don't know he did a video where basically he's went through all the different rap names or producer names he went through before he came to Kato on the track, which is his name now. So I figured it'd be pretty cool. I'm just going to take a couple minutes and kind of walk you guys down the story of how I became Pim Fried Rice. Because I went through a lot of names first, honestly. Honestly, don't even know. I'll, I'll write them down as we're going so I can count them all. So the very first name I can ever remember having is 2%. And I got that name from, I had a Spanish friend back in school, and I think I was like 13. I had just started rapping or something like that. And uh, she called me 2%. She was, because I was white milk or something like that. Something along those lines, like whole milk or skim milk, whatever 2% milk is, she called me that because I was white as hell, basically. And (laughs) so that stuck for never she just called me that for maybe like six months and maybe like five to ten other people but i can't even say i was really rapping that serious yet then i got 3d which i honestly don't even remember what that stood for i tried so many different acronyms i was like oh it stands for like dangerous and uh dangerouser and dumb because i can't think of three words that start with d and it was was bad but i was 3d for a while and i actually released some music as 3d like on soundcloud i had this really crappy love song i put out which it's cringeworthy and is still on soundcloud so if you could find it please never tag me or anybody in it just 
just keep moving and go about your day. It's it's bad. The worst part is that we made a remix like six months down the line. It's not even that we just had the bad song originally. We made a fucking remix and spent time to make it worse because they don't even sound at all alike. It's not the same beat, nothing. Same words, different beat. It's terrible. Do not listen. I made other songs. I was in a rap group called Piz Crystal, which was some variation of the word pistol. I came up with it and honestly don't even remember how. I was a very strange kid. I think I based it off of a doodle that I did like in school or something. Or maybe it was a crystal and a pistol or I don't know. It was, <clears throat> yeah, I was in a rap group with like two or three other kids that lasted maybe like two years. 3D actually lasted kind of long. Um, in my opinion, as a rap name for me, it lasted, I want to say from like 14, like maybe like end of 13, like 14 to like 15, 16, something in that ballpark, which is pretty long, stuck with it for a while. And then I went to Red J, which was red like the color and then J-A-E because I couldn't just put J-A because I didn't want it to be Red Ja. And I didn't want to use a Y because that's my dad's name. See, my name's Jared. So I was trying to be clever. And I was like, oh, what if I just, you know, invert the name? Like I put the red first and the J seconds or Jared, Red J. Yeah, I can't say it was smart. Like I said, was not a bright kid. I was a different kid for sure. But um, let's see, where'd I go from there? Red J. I became, it was either Tracy 25 or 25 Tracy. I think it was 25 Tracy because I was really big in the odd future at that point. And it literally, I was just trying to be the weirdest person possible. I even had an alias at that time called Frog Legs, which I rapped. It was like my 16 year old version of like a two chains impression, basically. Like I wouldn't consider it a different rap name. It was, I rapped anonymously and then i would put music out like i would talk like this and then rap and it went really bad like i know that doesn't sound anything like two chains but in my head like it sounds more like kermit which is where the frog legs came from but i think it came from a failed two chains impression is what happened but yeah so i was frog legs and 25 tracy at the same time period and then I became Hostile Roger, and Hostile Roger came from, when I was in high school, I had this homie named AJ, he's still, he's my brother to, to this day, and uh, he's my boy, we actually make music together, he's, his name's Young Pharaoh, and uh, we just dropped a song, by the way, Shameless Plug, it's called Max Out, it's everywhere, it's on uh, Amazon, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, YouTube, all the good shit. Go find it. Max out. Young Pharaoh. Super hard. It's going to be a fucking anthem. Um, I got distracted. Uh, oh, Hostel Roger. So, like, the first day I met this dude, because, like, I went to the same school my whole life, basically. And then he transferred when I was, like, 16 or 17 when I got this name. And, like, literally on meeting him, he's like, what's your name? I was like, Jared. He's like, nah, fuck that. I don't like anybody named Jared. I never did. I always got beef with him. I'm going to change the name to Roger. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Um, I don't, 
I don't know why you call me Roger, but that's cool. That's that's that's, that's fine. You can just keep calling me Roger. So Roger stuck, uh, but I told him we gotta spell it differently. So I spell it R O D G E R. And then the hostel came just because, like I said, I was big into like Tech Nine, Out of Future, Hobson. So I was doing like not horrorcore, but like I was definitely doing like the Shock Factor rap, like old school Eminem. I used to get called Slim Shady all the fucking time when I would perform. But yeah, Hostel Roger was the name that I had all the way from. So now I'm like 16, 17 to like 18 or 19 so yeah two years so like 3d and hostile roger were the real ones that stuck for the longest hostile roger being my main one um and then when i was 19 i want to say i became pimp fried rice and don't ask me how i came up with that name because i don't remember i just remember i was eating chinese food or something to that degree thought of the pun I don't even eat shrimp fried rice. I don't know how that got into my mind because I don't eat seafood. Um, But yeah, I was like, pimp fried rice. That's hilarious. Wrote it in like all my notebooks and everything. You know what kids do, like doodled with it. And then I was like, I got to find a way to make this my name. So I was still Hostel Roger at the time. So I was like, I just started producing when I was like 18, something like that, 17, 18, 19, somewhere in that ballpark. And I was like, cool, well, that could be my producer name, so that way I could produce my records and still rap on them, da-da-da, everything like that, and just be a different name. It could look better. And so I became Pimp Fried Rice, and then after some time, I kind of dissolved Hostel Roger, stopped rapping as much, fell in love with producing, and now I'm Pimp Fried Rice, and I'm even though I'm rapping, I wouldn't say I'm rapping again, I'm definitely making raps again, recording, and just having fun. Um, but I'm still pin fried rice through and through, and that's how it's going to be to stay, just because I feel like I really found me with this name. So let, hold on, let me count that real quick. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names. Let me know if you guys have had more than seven rap names. If anyone had more than seven name changes or rap names or producer names, they're going to get something free from me because they have just as much of a clusterfuck brain as I do. And honestly, um, yeah, yeah, if you're a producer, I'll give you a, a whole melody loop kit. And then if you're a rapper, I'll give you free beat. Because, damn, if you guys more than seven name changes, your brain messed up. Because my brain messed up. So, uh, let me do the daily producer tip. I am getting the book out now so I can... Where is it? So I can read it to you because I do not have them memorized. Um, ah, here it is. <clears throat> All right, so like I said, we are on daily producer tip number three today, which is, it's a very difficult one. You ready? Pan your sounds. Thank you. That's it. No, okay, so <clears throat> panning your sounds is super important, but super slept on because if you have all your sounds centered in your beat, it's going to sound so muddy and confused and you're not going to have space. Nothing's going to be able to breathe fully. And it may not be that bad if you're not messing with <clears throat> different instruments that aren't in too wide of like a frequency spectrum. Like if they're all in different frequencies, you're not going to have that big of an issue, but there will be some clashing just in the fact that like everything's going to feel on top of each other. Some things are going to be hidden, everything like that. 
So just pan your sounds. And <clears throat> one of the ways that I explain that in the book is think about it like a band. When you go to a concert, the band is not all standing in the center of the stage by themselves, not doing anything. Um, yeah, not doing anything. I don't even know why I said that. <clears throat> uh, playing their instrument. Because if they were all standing in the center of the stage right on top of each other, they can't play their instrument. Because you have to think about the instruments in your song as a literal physical entity. Because that's what it is. Noise literally takes up space. It takes up forward and back, up and down, everything like that. It's literally, you could think of it as like a sphere. And then just how much noise is either how big the sphere is or how small the sphere is. And where it sits in the mix is how up front or how far back it is. And just think of it relative to that and then just pan your sounds and your beats will sound so much more clear and they won't be muddy and distorted and confusing and everything like that. Hopefully I explained that well to you guys. If not, be sure to check out the book. It's on Amazon, 100 Daily Producer Tips. It is full of different producer information for you guys so you guys can learn about a bunch of different categories, drums, bass, energy control, just life tips, everything like that. Um, definitely check it out. Um, side note, Pimp Fried Rice Challenge starts on Friday. If you're not familiar with what that is, that is the um, challenge that I started probably two years ago. And basically, I try to do it every like three to six months, somewhere in that ballpark. And I drop a beat for free on a Friday. And you guys have two weeks from that Friday. So from Friday to Friday. And you got to drop a song, freestyle, anything like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Send it back to me, and then I'm going to judge the hottest one out of all the ones sent back to me. Announce the winner on that Sunday after the two weeks, and the winner is going to get a free exclusive beat from me. They're going to get an artist write-up on my blog, which is the Artist Highlight Series, and then they are also going to get a week of promotion on the song that they sent back to me. So they're going to get some promo, they're going to get a free beat, and they're going to get a blog entry about them. So be sure to participate. Be sure to look out for the beat that's going to be coming soon. And like I said at the beginning, I do have an announcement I want to make real quick. I'm looking for a co-host. I'm not going to be terribly ashamed if I can't find one. I feel like I am starting to become more comfortable talking and everything like this. Because to be honest, when it comes to just recording myself, like I am the most outgoing person in real life and like I could talk to anybody in any situation but as soon as you put a microphone near me or a camera on me I freeze up and I don't know why it's it's always been that way I'm slowly easing out of it as I you know start to develop myself and brand and make content and everything like that so bear with me but I am looking for a co-host right now I need somebody who's available to record at least one time per week um, and then you know just if we have any other events or things that go on, just be available for that. I'm open to guys or girls, doesn't matter. I'm open to also more than just one co-host. I definitely want to start with one, but I'm open to more if we get that and we get a good energy going. So definitely hit me up if you're interested. Feel free to reach out. I'm gonna, I can't guarantee that you will be the one if you reach out, but I'm gonna give everybody a shot, talk to you and everything like that, see how the chemistry goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Rice Bowl Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you made it this far, this is the longest episode we've had. I think it's like, we made it over a half hour, which I'm very impressed with myself. Going to pat myself on the back for that one. Have a great rest of your day, guys. We'll see you next week. We're going to talk about marketing just to finish off the three different topics, like I said, while it's still fresh on my mind. Have a good night, you guys, and have a great week.